Thank you for joining me on After Dark with Rod and Andrew. Available on iHeartRadio on the America Out Loud platform. I am glad that you could join me tonight. Unfortunately, Andrew can't come on. He had a previous engagement. I have on with me Heather Robinson of the New York Post. Heather, how are you tonight? I'm great, Rob. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Heather. Tonight's discussion, what I want to talk about, these leaks that are taking place in Jack Smith's investigation. He's a special counsel. Some of you, if you don't recall, that Merrick Garland had selected or picked once NARA, I think it's NARA, the the White House library, the archives, records from the White House, went in and mentioned to Merrick Garland that former President Trump had classified documents at his private residence at Mar-a-Lago. Now, if you will recall how the story started to unravel is that Merrick Garland decided, as opposed to reaching out to the former president and say, hey, Mr. President, can you just give us these documents? I don't care how many times he did it. doesn't matter. This is a former president of the United States. He decided on his own to contact the FBI to have them to raid Mar-a-Lago. Yes, you heard it right, to raid Mar-a-Lago. I know some of you have probably forgotten about this story or it's on the back burner. Some of you are probably thinking that there's not, not much to it, but we need to keep this story out front. Why? Because there's a lot of injustices that's taken place. So Merrick Garland decides to have the FBI to raid Mar-a-Lago. And when they went in, they created like a stage of the documents being strewn around Mar-a-Lago, a mansion. They took pictures and released them to the media, which again, that's illegal. That shouldn't have happened. Why are leaks being leaked to the media if this is classified information? So they leak this to the media. And of course, the media puts it on the newspaper. Oh, Trump had documents and he was careless with the documents. This is the Washington Post and the New York Times, CNN, fake news CNN and MSNBC. Only to find out, Heather, that Trump had been working with this archive group that's part of the White House to secure the documents and to eventually turn the documents over to them. All presidents take documents out of the White House. Okay, that's not, that's not foreign. All, they all do. And the other thing is that the president has the right to declassify anything. And when we say classified documents, some, a lot of times people think that these are very secret documents about weapons, and sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And if you do your research, if you read, you'll find out that sometimes you're just classifying, making a document that the president went to the bathroom. They'll say, oh, that's declassified. No, that's classified <laughs> information. And in actuality, it isn't. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a lot of people come out, Heather, from uh, the executive branch and judicial branches say that there are too many documents that they're, classif- de- that they're considering classified documents, and they need to declassify this. Because mm-hmm. if they classify everything, the American people wouldn't know what's going on with our government. But back to my story with what Mayor Gauntlet had done. So Merrick Garland decided to raid Trump's private residence. Of course, they leaked it to the media so that the media could get everyone in a tizzy. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. Trump has done something bad. How could he? And as I said, they took pictures of the documents that were strewn about. And you know that more than likely someone went in and laid the documents out, like to stage the documents. Then we found out that they went into Melania Trump's uh, lingerie drawer, her closets. I mean, they just they really went in and invaded their Mm -hmm. privacy. Mm-hmm. So this had like was taking the news cycle for about, I would say, about a couple of weeks. Then we find out that Joe Biden also had classified documents. And you can go back and listen to some of our shows. And we talked about this. 
he had classified documents and not in one location, but in several locations, classified documents dating back to when he was a senator. It's like, wait a minute, what gives? Then we find out that Mike Pence had documents. Yeah, I mean, clearly there's an abundance of proliferation of classified (laughs) documents flying around everywhere. And maybe we should really be asking, why is our government, which is supposed to be of the people, classifying so damn much information and keeping so many tons of information secret from the people? I mean, it's one thing if you're talking about, you know, God forbid, in a war situation and you have troops being moved and can't be released. I mean, okay, sure. I mean, something that's life and death that relates to bona fide military secrets, something like that. I don't really know why else all this stuff is classified. I mean, we're supposed to be the ones that the government answers to, not the other way around. And like I said, I mean, common sense, sure, dictates that when you're in the middle of a war or something, you can't have released information that could be seen by the enemy or something like that. Just like when there's an active investigation, there may may be reasons that the police can't release everything to the media, to the press. But, you know, other than things that are really matters of life and death security, I'm I'm not a fan of all this classified information. I think it's serving a lot of people in power and not us. I mean, clearly there's corruption. There's all kinds of stuff going on that's being kept secret. And, you know, that's probably a certain portion of what all this junk is. And Right. So why are they trying to make it out to be this like, oh, Trump, he had the documents. But just going back to the story, after they found out that Trump had the documents, Merrick Garland decided, I'm going to put a special prosecutor, Jack Smith, and I want him to investigate this to find out what's going on. Jack Smith, when you look at his background, you'll see that he also was involved with the whole Russia collusion and his stance on the Russia collusion. There is Russia collusion. But they're saying that this is a guy, he's a fair man. But a closer observation, we're finding out today that Trump's lawyers have been meeting with Jack Smith to convince him not to indict Trump. I mean, Heather, I'm sorry, but I, if I were investigating a former president on this, these types of charges, I would have said, there's no there there. We'll look to find out if there was any information, really sensitive information. But looking to indict him? Why am I running to indict a former president who served the country for four years? A former president whom we all, well, the left said was a Russian tool had colluded with Russia to steal an election. And now I'm going to go down this path to say that a former president did something nefarious. When we have the person who's sitting in the White House right now, we have evidence, not alleged evidence, but we have concrete evidence that this man and his son were part of some get-rich-quick scheme. And we also have individuals who can verify it. We have a laptop. Mm -hmm. Instead of looking at that, we're going to go and create charges and say, well, we're going to indict him. So again, we have Trump's lawyers going in trying to convince him not to do it. I I don't know. I mean, I I would be thinking, well, you know, if we were to do this, we're destroying the rule of law. We're going to create more problems than need be over some documents. The, the head of the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, wants to make a case because he was refused or turned down being on the Supreme Court. That's what this is about. This is payback. I'm not on the court, so I'm going to go after him, and I'm going to show him who the boss is. 
Why would you even want, want that out there? How many people voted for Trump? 75 million? Why would we want a certain part of the, of the population, that huge number, to think that just because I don't like him, so I'm going to just destroy the rule of law for my own purposes? Now, just to add some little more to that, Heather, before you start your commentary, people should also know that what's taking place here is that Jack Smith convened a grand jury in D.C. to look at this. Now, here's something that I know a lot of you haven't thought about. Why is a grand jury in D.C. and not in Florida where the alleged crime took place? If the documents were in Florida, the grand jury should have been convened in Florida. But no, we're going to take it to D.C. because we know we have a lot of liberals here and we know that they will say let's indict as opposed to Florida. Mm-hmm. Now, get a load of this. We're now finding out that I guess that someone started snoop, snooping around and saying, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. So Jack Smith has now decided to convene a grand jury in Florida. Now, we don't know what that grand jury is going to do. We don't know which grand jury is going to take precedent over the other. But why two grand juries on the taxpayer dime? What the heck is going on here? And why isn't the media calling this out? Well, we know why they're not calling it out, because they want to take Trump out. So in essence, they're taking out their political opponent. Two grand juries? It doesn't make any sense. It happened in Florida. The grand jury should have been paneled in Florida and not D.C., liberal D.C. And Heather, as I've said before, I know you don't agree with me, we need to move the seat of our government out of D.C. because this is a destructive area and it will destroy the nation. I know that some people will say that's impossible, it's difficult. I don't think that it is because we can set up shop somewhere else. This needs to happen because D.C. is full of snakes and vipers. It's nothing but a swamp a cesspool of just filth. <laughs> and, and I'm serious. And, it ha- and, it ha- and we have to clean it up. And that's what Trump wanted to do. And now these individuals, they're fighting for their dear lives. They're fighting. We had James Comer, Comey, Jim Comey to come out the other day, the former FBI director, to say Joe Biden is the only person who should be president because he would not allow all of this unlawfulness to take place. It's like what he really meant is that we need Joe Biden because Joe Biden will protect the swamp. Joe mm-hmm. Biden will not go against us. Look at what Merrick you know Garland is doing. I don't think anyone other than Trump really, really will go against the swamp. I, you know, Heather, I, I mean, I look, I like DeSantis. I like but, him too. When but I don't think they could stand up against the sw- Trump. Trump has right. a lot of deficits. He needs to be quiet. It's, it's, every, it's like... I don't mean to sound, I mean, I don't mean to sound paranoid, but I mean, it's like a hydro with a thousand heads. The FBI, (laughs) the CIA, the State Department, the media, you know, um, a lot of the, if you believe in for many years, you know, liberals have talked about that there's a massive military industrial complex that has its own self-serving aims. I never really was too um, sympathetic to that view. But I'll tell you what, my eyes have been opened. I mean, how many wars do we have to lose, you know, before you start to, forgive me, get one's head out of one's ass and say, maybe these people's judgment is being um, being uh, tainted by their own self-interest. Why do they keep, you know, 
hundreds of billions of dollars and thousands of lives are in these foreign conflicts. I mean, how many times do we have to see the same thing, you know, basically play out again and again where American soldiers get killed? Well, you, you know, look at Iraq. Look at what's happening guys. in Iraq. We don't it's win. We don't win. We don't win. I mean, at what some point, you know, all these ideas sound nice. And I get it that every situation, I mean, these aren't identical. Each situation is different. But the one constant in the past 60 years have been we haven't won a war. So at what point do you start to question whether, you know, there are a lot of interests in D.C. and in the country that make a lot of money off of, you know, this rah-rah war fever. And if, they, if we lose and a few thousand Americans lose limbs and lives, whoops, we, we meant well. Well, you know what? That's not good enough, you know. And this swamp is has had its way with the American people for a long time in a lot of different ways. We have a permanent underclass in this country it's been made dependent on a permanent welfare state that is dysfunctional. We have wars that, you know, we've lost the last, what, one, two, three, four wars. Um, you know, we have FBI and CIA that we're told are engaged in all kinds of things. I mean, and some of this is speculation, but I know some people believe our CIA has been involved in fomenting coups in places like Iran and in Ukraine. And none of this, as far as I'm aware, has helped the American people in any way, has improved anybody's life here. So I don't really know, you know, at what point we start to say we need a real champion. We, we Americans who do not want to waste lives and limbs and, and hard-earned tax dollars in, in losing wars and, you know, permanent welfare and, and paying for everybody's student education, including people who are, God bless them, going to school for things that are impractical, that if they want to pay for themselves, that's their business. But I don't think, you know, taxpayers have the obligation to send people to college to get degrees in basket weaving. I mean, at some point, there has to be some accountability for the American people who are paying taxes and, and obeying laws and struggling to raise families and following the rules and signing up for the military to defend this country, which is what the purpose of a military is, not trying to radically transform other countries. And I don't really see anybody else who has the audacity, frankly, the backbone, the independent spirit and the money to even begin to take this on other than Trump or anyone who has. And so, that's the reason yeah. why. That's the reason why. They want to stop him. That yep. is a reason why you have people like Jack Smith wanting to stop him. Jack Smith, whom everyone is saying, oh, but he has an impeccable background. He's going to be, he's going to do a good job. But if he has such an impeccable background, he would have looked at this and said, there is nothing here. We see what happened. But are we willing to go out on a limb and indict a former president simply because Merrick Garland wants to get back at him simply because Joe Biden, the left knows that Joe Biden is unfit to serve. He can't serve. He's a horrible president. He is the worst president we have ever had. I mean, and that says a lot when you when people used to say that Jimmy Carter was the worst president. Well, Joe Biden has now taken up the mantle. So all these people are willing to just throw away 
to throw away what our country is made of, just to throw it away. And for what? For a decrepit old man who is unfit to serve, who should have never gone to the White House? And you want to keep a man who wants to make America great again, who doesn't want any ridiculous wars. We want to protect this emblem so that this person can't serve again? Yeah. Want to, you, you want to throw your opponent in jail, something that we've always talked about other countries doing and said that it is wrong, so now we're doing it? We are the mirror of these countries that we've talked about, and we said they shouldn't be doing this. We are doing it. And you have yeah. people, like I said, at the head that are okay with this. You have the media that's going along with it. And I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but I've said this yeah, before again. They're indoctrinating people and they, they themselves have cushy jobs. And you know what I mean? If, if, uh, if unemployment is bad for the lower classes and crime gets worse and tough neighborhoods and the borders a mess and other people's kids go to war, it doesn't really affect them. You know, they stay relatively the same. These people, you know, media people, you know, and it's it's like they can just basically just promote this. And I mean, I, I don't I, I don't I'm kind of a loss. I mean, I think it's just that they believe and they've been taught in the universities, which are also part of the establishment for the most part. They've been taught that the answer to everything, the bottom line explanation is racism. And that that's why, you know, Trump and his supporters and everybody, you know, are the boogeyman. That's the bottom line. Well, well Heather, I want you to hold that thought. Hold that yeah. thought because I want to pick up on that in the next half hour about them demonizing everyone on the left. You're tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform and my special guest host, Heather Robinson of the New York Post. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. 
AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. So we're back after Dr. Robert Andrew and Heather and I were having a conversation about how the left, they just completely weaponized our entire government in order to stop one person to make from making America great again. And when we went to break, Heather had started discussing how the left have managed to demonize everyone on the right by saying that they're a racist. Everyone, including Tim Scott, they said that Tim Scott is a racist. And I don't know if you saw the other day, he appeared on The View. I want to see it. It it was interesting. After Joy Mm -hmm. Behar last week had said that trying to tell a black man that he doesn't know what racism is, that he doesn't realize that he's being uh, discriminated against or uh, that people are against him. And he went on the show. Of course, she wasn't on the show that day. And to address those charges, and I'm like, this is unbelievable. Well, you're the exception. And, but what do you mean he's the exception? He pulled himself up just like everyone else can do the exact same thing if given the opportunity as opposed to giving things to them. But the left have been so successful in co-opting the message and saying, oh, no, but you're a racist. I mean, I can't, anyone who supports Trump, you're a racist. So if you're against what, what's his name is doing, Jack Smith, you're a racist. It's well, their own uh, argument, Rob, because their arguments make no sense. They have no good policies. I mean, defund the police was absurd. That just results in more crime. And that's a very simple, obvious thing. Uh, you know, what else? They're against, you know, a work requirement for welfare. Most people don't agree with that. Most people believe that if you're able-bodied and someone gives you something to do, you should certainly be able to collect money to eat. Everybody should. But if you're able-bodied and young, there's no reason you can't do some work. Uh, you know, I mean, what are their other policies? No, you know, having border they don't have the courage to advocate for open borders, which is what they really believe in, you know. So instead, they demonize the people who are employed to uphold the law, which is that we have a border. So we have chaos. Um, I don't know. What are their other ideas um, that the children should be taught that boys can be girls and girls can be boys and that this isn't a rare psychosexual, uh, you know, psychiatric problem, but a choice for everybody to make. Um, These are their ideas. So most people who aren't insane don't, you know, understand that these ideas are lousy. So it's like, instead of really trumpeting their ideas and making logical arguments in favor of them, they just scream them and say that anybody who doesn't agree is a bigot, is a racist. Um, they're, they're completely, I mean, without any kind of logic. And I, I guess it's just come to a point where people are, people are afraid. It's like through the looking glass, as I've said before, you know, people, it's the emperor's new clothes. A lot of people are just afraid to call out with the obvious 
illogic and and insanity of of this. It's extreme. It's bullheaded, and it's um, dysfunctional. And we're seeing that the country's not doing well. It's not. I'm surprised the country's not doing even worse. To tell you the truth, I mean, when I I think the only thing that's better is that they've settled down. It's like because they got their way, you know, and Biden got in and Kamala and whatever, the, the, the midterms weren't a Republican sweep, they have settled down as a whole. The hard left isn't taking to the streets and tearing down monuments and setting things on fire and, you know, crying and having nervous breakdowns every day. And so even in interpersonal, in personal life, the people I know, I don't know about you, but the leftists I know are a little less inflamed. I think they were mainly scaring themselves and working themselves up, you know, and overreacting to any thing Trump said or did or tweeted and worked themselves into hysteria. But it was, yes, it was, you know, they were, Trump was, was uh, confrontational, you know, toward them in response to them. And they were then, it was like a kid, a child who was having a tantrum from my vantage point. They were just like hyperventilating and terrifying themselves and everybody else. So now they've settled down some. So that part is good. I don't know about you, but it's a relief that you can walk down the street and have a conversation and, you know, without everything being, you know, seeing people sobbing and rending their garments and screaming that the white supremacists are coming to get them and global warming is going to destroy the world and, you know, I mean, the temperature is lower, so to speak, in the country, but I think that's just because the left got what it wanted. So even though inflation's out of control, crime is up, the border's out of control, we're losing the Ukraine war, you know, by all sort of logical measures, the country's doing worse. The one thing that's better is that they're appeased for the moment, somewhat. But it's like, if you think of it that way, what does that mean? That we can't have sensible policies ever again to, to, you know, to bolster the economy, to promote growth, to keep us safe, to educate kids, to protect them from, you know, being psychologically confused and messed with by people with radical ideas. We can't do any of this ever again because this portion of the population is holding us all hostage. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. It's just it's just, I mean, some people believe Trump's not the, the antidote because he's divisive, because they go crazy in response to him. And he's, you know, but I think the very thing that makes him so divisive is what, that's what makes him the only person who can confront all the swamp and the corruption yeah. and the yeah. bad policies. So it's kind of, it's a, it's a tough spot that we're in because these other men and women you know, whether it's Mike Pence or, or Tim Scott or Nikki Haley or even DeSantis, I think they're good people and they're hard workers and they're, you know, I'm sure capable, but I don't know that they're going to really radically change or confront any of this massive bureaucracy, corruption, deep state, you know, if you believe in that term. You know, that I believe in it. I, I believe in the deep state. And you know what else? Everything that you're saying is on, on point. But you know know what else, Heather? There has to be a price. A price has to be paid for what these individuals are taking this country through. As you said, 
Trump is if they get voted out or Trump does something and tries to reform it some, but I mean to make the But pay. a price has to be paid. When you have at the very top of our government, the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland. Now think about it. This guy wanted to be on the court, on the high court, and he knows what he's doing is wrong, constitutionally wrong, legally wrong. The media is complicit and they know that it's wrong. And I started to say this during the first half of the show is that the media needs to be reformed. Everyone thought that CNN, oh, they got this new guy licked. He's going to change things. Now they're coming after him to get rid of him because he had a town hall with Trump. They want to silence anything that speaks the truth. And they want us living in a fake world that is not embedded in reality. And that is the reason why Jack Smith knows that he doesn't have a case, knows that there is no there there, is going after Trump. And you have these other attorneys that are looking at it, and they know that there is no there there. They know that what he's doing is wrong, but they are afraid to say anything because if they were to speak out against the big bad wolf, they'll be eaten alive. They'll be destroyed. You have a lot of law firms that are saying, if you represent Trump, we will get rid of you. Trump's Mm -hmm. own attorney was called to testify to Jack Smith, with Jack Smith. Now, Mm -hmm. what about attorney-client privilege? They -hmm. don't care about that. And most Americans are seeing this, and they're thinking, oh, well, if Trump didn't do something wrong, he doesn't have anything to fear. But it has nothing to do with that attorney-client privilege. Just imagine if they were to take that away from you. We see this as happening. Why aren't attorneys standing up and saying, this is wrong? You guys have gone way too far for a crazy, stupid, asinine agenda of wokeism and DEI. This is completely wrong, simply because Merrick Garland can't be on the Supreme Court. He wants to burn down the whole rule of law. And then Christopher Wray. I mean, they're talking about where we're going to hold him in contempt. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and do it. He does not fear you. I mean, I'm sorry, James Comer, not to be confused with Jim Comey, but James Comer, he, I mean, I I appreciate him. He's going at this 100%. But he has to realize that the form that he's trying to get from Christopher Wray, Form 1023, Christopher Wray has no intention of releasing that document. And it's just a document to say, hey, we were told that there's a possibility that someone was jeopardized. They were compromised, rather. And that person being Joe Biden, that Joe Biden possibly took bribes from another country for policy favors. Now, when you get this form from what I'm hearing, Heather, form 1023 or 1023 form, you're supposed to start an investigation to see if those allegations are true. So James Comey, Comer is saying, Mr. Ray, we know that you have this form. We want to look at those documents. Now, they already, they being James Comer, They already have the answer to the question. They just want to compare it to say, okay, you have what we have. Christopher Ray is saying, oh, no, we can't do it because we don't want to jeopardize a pending investigation. By God, you've had that form since 2017, and you're still investigating? They're still investigating Hunter Biden? Whereas with Trump, look at how quickly they're turning around everything and wanting to do it before the election. We now know that the trial that uh, is supposed to take place with, what is his name, uh, uh, Alvin Bragg and Trump. It's going to take place, I think, March 25th during the beginning of the election period. Don't you find that's a coincidence with that? They're doing mm-hmm. this purposefully because they know that Trump has to be at the trial. He can't yeah. be on the campaign trail. 
and they're planning another indictment. And for these judges to say, oh, I can be impartial. The judge who's going to hear this, Judge Murakhan, he apparently did work for something for, uh, I think, for the, uh, the Trump organization. His daughter was on Joe Biden's campaign staff. And you're telling me there's no impropriety. There's nothing here that we shouldn't be concerned with, that we're just supposed to trust them. Absolutely not. I mean, it's like we're living in cuckoo world whereby these people are openly committing crimes. They're openly showing their biases. No one wants to say anything because it's all designed to stop Trump. Because Trump is going to keep us out of wars. Trump is going to make certain that he clean the swamp, drain the swamp. And we don't want that. And that holds true of some on the left and the right. Look at Chris Christie. He's going to enter the presidential race. What for? There isn't a lane for him but the big bloviator. There's no lane for him, but he's going to do it because he wants to be a foil to Donald Trump. Some rhinos are telling him, oh, you can go ahead and do it. And then you can make people understand that the charges that they're bringing against him, that they're right. Remember, Chris Christie gave us Christopher Ray, two peas in the pot. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, I mean, Heather, when I, when I look at this, when I sit back and I see it, because I follow the news, mm-hmm. I read a lot. And coming from a journalism background, it, it angers me. It saddens me because there's so many people who are uninformed as to what's happening. They're thinking that yo Trump is guilty the same way they thought he was guilty with Russia collusion. And although John Durant's report came out and said that there was no there there, there was never any there there, that when they started the investigation, there was no there there. But there are some people who still believe that there was a there there. And you know why? Hmm. Because we don't have a statesman to come out and say, folks, I'm sorry, we got this wrong. We got it horribly wrong. When I say a statesman, someone like a Barack Obama or Bill Clinton to come out and say, we got it wrong. We got it wrong. We know that the media isn't going to say it because the media is in bed with the Democrats. The media won all of these awards for the fake reporting. I mean, to me now, the Pulitzer means absolutely nothing. It has no value now because they gave the Pulitzers to all these newspapers that printed false information and they're yet to come out and apologize. I mean, I think it's true what some people said that John Durham waited too long. And I, we even did a show here on After Dark, and I said that John Durham should just pack it up and go home when he couldn't get the conviction against Michael Sussman. I'm like, it's over. Pack it up and go home because all the cards are stacked against you. You had all the evidence for the jury to find this man guilty, but it was in a court in D.C., and D.C., they weren't about to find Michael Sussman guilty. And then the judge, I think it was Richard Cooper, the instructions that he gave the jury, oh, you can bring in your biases and you can bring this in. I mean, you've, I've never heard of anything like this before. Talk about the fix being in. You have all these players who are government officials, Jim Comey, Peter Strzok, Andy McCabe, Lisa Page, Adam Schiff. All of these, the 51 intelligent officers who signed on this thing that, oh, Hunter Biden laptop is Russia disinformation. Joe Biden, people at the top, Heather, who have lied and they continue to lie to the American people because we don't have anyone who's going to come out and stand up and say, we got it wrong. What we're doing is wrong. And as you said, who's going to hold them accountable? Because the Republicans don't control the Senate and the House, they control the House by a thin margin. Mm-hmm. But because they don't control the Senate, even if they were 
to impeach any of these guys, they would probably get off. All the more reason I feel that James Comer should go ahead and say, hold Christopher Wray with contempt of Congress. They would have gone to uh, any other Republican. They were threatening to do it to uh, uh, Bill Barr. Look at what they did to Trump. So why, what do they have to lose, Heather, by saying we're going to charge him with contempt of Congress? And when they do it, he gets thrown in jail. Now, there has to be a trial, but Congress itself has a jail whereby they can have the sergeants at arms to go and arrest him and put them in a jail in the Capitol. That's what I think they should do, because if they were to do it, then the media would start focusing in on this. But right now, there is no incentive for them to focus in on this. They don't care. They won't cover it. And they'll make it seem as though everything that the Republicans are doing, they're doing it out of spite. Never mind you, that's what the Democrats did when Trump was in office. Where does it end? Where does it stop? How do we hold these people accountable? Again, the media needs to be retooled because what they're doing is a disservice not only to the profession, but to the American people. It's horrible watching our great country fall down like this. It's, it's yeah, fall down indeed. And, and what better metaphor do we have than Biden <laughs> essentially collapsing on, on stage? It's ridiculous. And, you know, I mean, the poor man, I'm, I'm sorry that he's infirm, but I mean, I'm not even trying to criticize him. I mean, it's just these people, I mean, the, the people who elected him, I mean, the Fetterman, like you said once, Rob, you said it, it, it's not an accident, maybe, that these, these are their leaders. Their leaders are are essentially vessels. They're not really leading, they're just embodying an agenda so they want someone who's got no will of his own you know a person who's sick who's you know senile or in the case of Fetterman barely functioning I'm not trying to you know uh cast aspersions I'm sorry for anybody who's ill but I'm saying it reflects on his voters that they don't want they don't want a leader they want an empty suit to put, you know, rubber stamp an agenda, you know, I guess it's what? They want radical socialism. Radical socialism. Heather, hold on to that thought. We've got to go to another commercial break. We're mm-hmm. going to pick that up on the other side of the break because I want to investigate that also about the radical socialism. You're tuned in to After Dark with Robert Andrew. We'll be back. Go get a snack, what have you, and come back and listen to the last half of the show. Thank you. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rex nasal solution cleanse. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at CofixRx.com. 
and we're back at the last half of the show. And I'm just, I'm fired up, Heather. I'm fired up watching what the left is doing to our country. Fired up watching Republicans who are not fighting back. I think that every candidate or every person who's running on the Republican side should come out unequivocally and denounce the actions of Merrick Garland and Jack Smith. Why won't they? We all know that what's happening is wrong. Denounce it. The same way they didn't denounce Russia collusion. We all knew that there was no there there. And we had to wait how long? Almost eight years for John Durham's report? Well, it's the same thing now. What Jack Smith is doing is illegal and it's wrong. What all these other district attorneys are doing that were funded by George Soros, it was wrong. All the other special prosecutors appointed by Merrick Garland, it's wrong. Why hasn't Merrick Garland appointed a special prosecutor for Hunter Biden? Well, because his boss doesn't want him to. And some will say, well, I doubt they've had a conversation. He doesn't have to have a conversation with Joe Biden. Joe Biden goes on TV and says, my son hasn't done anything wrong. That's a signal to Merrick Garland, don't you appoint a special prosecutor? I mean, Joe, we got to look at this, I mean, for what it is. Joe Biden is in office out of sympathy. They don't want to do anything to him because his son died. And then he has another son who's a screw up. I don't so think we've got sympathy. I don't think it's that. I, I think, to me personally, I think there's sympathy. And well, I think we need to get beyond nice. that. Liberals, sure, there are some sincere, but I think mostly he's just in there because he'll do. You know, he's manip- easily manipulated. by. The oh, and that too, of course. <laughs> and he's putting a benign face on the hard leftism. He's like an old white guy, to borrow one of their favorite phrases. Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki said it. Yeah, and they, you know, it's like they that's the kind of, you know, way that they think of. And maybe, you know, they know they're, they're how can I put this? I mean, I think there are a lot of, you know, maybe older Democrats who aren't really on board this radical agenda. But Joe Biden is like the Trojan horse and he lets them feel comfortable voting Democrats, even though, you know, what's being pushed is these terrible ideas and this hardline radicalism and, you know, pay to send everybody to college and socialized medicine and permanent welfare states and huge spending of unwinnable wars and all this crazy bullshit that anybody with common sense knows is not working. But it's like Biden is an old white guy who's, you know, appeals, I guess, to the working class sensibilities of some. And so it's like putting an old benign face on this ferocious radical nonsense and that's what he's doing in there really i don't think it's that people have such a great heart for him i think it's more just that they're comfortable with him because he's familiar and he's uh you know he's anodyne and he's like you know He's just something they can pull the lever and feel safe about while meanwhile, the barbarians are at the gate, you know, and it's, it's, we're lurching toward socialism and, you know, the medical system's terrible, by the way, in this country, even for the wealthy. I mean, without getting into details, I mean, 
everything I hear is that people are waiting longer and longer to get seen by a doctor and get treatment, even in an emergency, maybe not in the most extreme emergencies, but anything short of that, you know, you're on the wait list. I mean, all this stuff that was supposed to be so great, you know, is not so great. We know there's no utopia, you know, and, and the country's slowing down. It's, you know, getting inflation's bad, prosperity's down, unemployment's up. You know, we're not, we're not winning this war. You heard it right here. And, you know, we can, we have this kindly old man stumbling across the stage and people just slouching toward, you know, toward uh, a disintegration of what made the country great. And that's pretty much what it is. And they're taking part of it. They're taking part in it and, and that they're helping the country to disintegrate. I mean, and at a fast rate, when you have young people who don't understand no. what America is all about, you have young people that have allowed the left to create a boogeyman whom they think is coming after them. There is yep. no one coming after them, but those fake crazy policies of the left. <laughs> And brutal. remember, I'm remember, not saying there aren't some crazy people running around. Of course, there's. Oh, they're crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's more, more crazies on the left, but there are a few crazies on the right. Oh, but absolutely, I, there are. But Heather, remember, there's an organized, you know, movement of people on the right coming to get anybody. I agree. I think. That but remember when we had on the show exaggeration? Yes. Zai Van Fleet, and she was telling yeah. us about Mao and her time in China. Yeah. And when I think about that interview and I think about what we're encountering today, and she was saying how Mao imprisoned his political opponents. Yeah. And we see that happening in Russia and in China. Mm -hmm. We see it happening in these countries and we are no better because we're doing the exact same thing. And yeah. those at the top are trying to justify it and say, no, this is the right thing to do. I go back to Russia collusion. It was a complete farce. It was a lie. It was made up. And still the media refuses to accept it. Still yeah. the media refuses to say, we got it wrong. It's and terrible. they will continue right. to come out and say, right. oh, well, you know, but you're right. Trump did because try. He did collude. The forest did it fall. It's like, it, it, it's like this reality where because the media won't correct itself and because people keep voting for these Democrats, there's never any accountability for all the shysting. It's like, it, it, it just goes on. It's, it's, I know. And then it's like, there are people watching Fox, which, you know, is the only network, whatever its flaws are, that, you know, raises anything that doesn't conform to the leftist agenda. And even that, leftists can't stand that this one network exists. They've got to demonize it. But it's like the only check on, yeah, that and the, the tiny, tiny, you know, razor thin margin that elected the, the Republican Congress, the, the House. But like you said, how much can they do? They can try, but the Democrats have the Senate, the presidency, all these agencies. Of and government. there's no one to call them out. Universities, right. And so it just, it's like a glacial drift in the direction of more socialism, more corruption, more bad policies, more craziness. 
And, you know, anybody who opposes it is called a racist and then they collapse in fear. So as I see it, you know, I, mean, I know people don't like things about Trump, but I mean, he's the only one who seems to have not care what anybody calls him and have his own money. And that's, and, that, and that's key when you have your own money and you can fund yourself. You, d- you don't have to care. And they don't like that because they want the candidates to be dependent upon them so that they can mold and shape them the way they want to. But then it goes back to who will hold them accountable. Right. And, and we relied on the media to do it, but they're not doing it because they're in bed with them. And, and when I see it, mold the ones who are not mentally true. sane and, and lucid, like you said, Fetterman and, and Biden. I mean, they're, it's like they're molding. Most of these ones don't even have agency over their minds. It's, it's, you know, it's like a Frankenstein experiment. And it is. It is a Frankenstein experiment. You're sitting there and you're watching this. It's like, who's going to hold them accountable? When they come on and they lie, I think it was John Sununu, the governor of New Hampshire. He was on, I think it was fake news CNN. And they were talking about Trump. Now, John Sununu does not want Trump to run for the presidency. He feels that someone else should do it. But the commentator went into this whole spiel, what, well, we know that Trump tried to collude with Russia. And he said, no, he did not. He said, oh, yes, he did. He said, no, he did not. John Doerr's report came out and he said that he did not. Yeah. And she was like <laughs> looking at him. And I'm like, and we need more of that. And not only that, because we see that that report is getting little coverage now. Whereas with Trump and Russia collusion, there was no evidence. And every news outlet would cover it on the left and the right every night. Oh, Trump colluded. Oh, they said that Trump colluded. Oh, they have the evidence. They had the evidence. Here yeah. we have concrete evidence showing that there was no there there, but that Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden were informed by John Brennan what Hillary Clinton was going to do with the whole Russia collusion narrative. To me, that's huge. To me, that is a possible insurrection. To me, that's sedition. To me, that is a soft coup of our government. Yeah. Why want the, the media is, cover it? I mean, that's the way I see it, Robin. I mean, the irony is, I mean, the people elected this man, Trump, and, you know, agencies of government, corrupt officials, uh, you know, did everything they could for four years to concoct fake uh, schemes, harass him, charge him with things that were baseless. I mean, they tried to subvert the will of the people. I mean, that's how I And see they it. almost succeeded, Heather. They almost succeeded. I've got news for you. They succeeded. They well, kept well, they succeeded. out of the White House. And I don't even, I'm not saying that the voting machines were tampered with. We've been through this. You know, I don't necessarily believe the, num- the, play- the election was literally fixed at the final hour. But I think they did everything they could to stack the deck against him from harassment. Absolutely. But- to, you know, but, to, but what you know. I was saying is that they, they almost succeeded in getting him kicked out of the White House the first term, yes. say that not for Bill Barr. Well, they did, but, 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 but we have to remember. Maybe despite it all, he'll rise like a phoenix and get reelected, but right. I think they've done their work. and I think But we have to remember that Bill Barr, although I, even though I, I don't I criticize him, illegal i think they've ruined him i think they've they've, the harassment the constant absolutely but we also have to remember that bill barr did come in and he put the kibosh on this 
and I don't think that he was given enough credit for what he did. He came in and he took this report and he just like buried it and said, there's no there there. I don't even have to look at this. That's it. And that's what he did, basically. He saved Trump's presidency during the first term because he knew what was happening was wrong. And then he said, I'm going to put John Durham to investigate what happened. It's just unfortunate that John Durham's investigation took way too long. I don't know if he was slow walking it. I don't know if he saw something and it frightened him. He was like, oh, well, I don't want to. But, but just think about it. Had he come out with his report before the election, no matter what the media tried to do with the Hunter Biden laptop suppressing it, had John Durham, had he gotten out before then and said there was no there there, this was all a big lie. I think that Trump would have walked back into the White House. But John Durham waited. What took him so long? We also have to point fingers at Jeff Sessions. Because had Jeff Sessions stood up against the Democrats, because they control the House then, had he not said, okay, I'm going to appoint a special counsel, none of this would have ever happened. Because when they go, no, we need a special counsel, it was all speculation. Well, I don't even want to say it was speculation. It was a lie. It was one big lie. And what Jeff Sessions should have done is that he should have said, I want us to investigate who created this lie as opposed to investigate as to whether or not Trump colluded with Russia. He should have never done that. And that's what got the ball to rolling. And from that moment, it gave us or that moment gave us what we have here today. And you look at how our system, our way of life, our government, I mean, we had the most, our constitution. It's been trampled on. And for what? Heather, I, I ask myself, why is this happening? I mean, we have smart people out there. They're looking at this. And the media, they're playing along with it. I'm like, why aren't they calling out Merrick Garland and saying, you got to stop. This is wrong. Jack Smith, this is wrong. And George Soros, we need to call him out. They've destroyed a lot of our cities They've destroyed our government. And for what? Everything that they accuse Trump of, it's in Joe Biden and then some. Yeah, no I one think wants to call it out. I think that I think I've seen this as very much a projection, this whole idea that Trump tried to overthrow. And I mean, I I think that the people who really, really would not accept the results of a democratic election was the left. And he screamed for four years that it was, a, that this wasn't normal. The fact that someone they didn't like got elected was a, a subversion of democracy, which is like a complete, you know, self, what's, it's like a, a self, uh, disproving position. It's like democracy means sometimes the other guy wins and you have to accept it. I mean, but in their definition, the fact that someone they loathe one means there's no democracy unless it's their way. So yeah, I mean, I think that this was an unremitting campaign to get rid of him because they didn't like him and didn't like his ideas and what the people he represented stand for culturally and and ideologically. And so it was using weaponizing the agencies and institutions of the government to try to, and essentially, yes, foment a soft coup, get him out. And I mean, to be fair, I think that 
there have been times when there are elements of this on the right too. You know, I, I think that during the Clinton years, for instance, even though I think that um, the Republican Congress had some great ideas, I think there was not at this level, because I think that some of what um, Clinton did really was shy but I do think there was an effort to get rid of him. I mean, Hillary called it a vast right-wing conspiracy. I don't, I wouldn't go that far. But I think we did see a kind of um, trying to, you know, dig stuff up and that kind of thing. I mean, I do think it happens on both sides, but I don't think there's ever been anything like this. I mean, anything this extreme in terms of from the literally the first day the man was in office, the millions of people took to the streets to protest that he was elected, you know, from that moment. And you had Antifa smashing buildings in D.C. and, you know, you saw four solid years of absolute hysteria and efforts to mobilize from the top to bottom to get rid of him. I mean, I think that that I'm with you that that's basically, look, I mean, people have the right to protest peacefully, but it goes way beyond that. When you have people getting violent, you have people, um, um, you know, coming up with, fake charges against somebody harassing him, his family and any political allies he has. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very similar to what happens in banana republics. Only there, right. I guess they go ahead and try to, they kill him. Everything right. well, she's telling them they've done, you know, they've harassed him. They've harassed his family. They've, you know, made images of him being decapitated. They've had, you know, brought all kinds of fake charges and they continue to do this. Right. Well, I'll say this. Yeah. They've definitely weaponized our government, and it's unfortunate, and it's a sad day. And we have to keep this out front every day, all the time. We have to keep talking about it, and we cannot allow them to just do what they're doing without us calling it out. You're tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. My special guest host tonight was Heather Robinson of the New York Post. I want to thank you for coming on. And as Andrew, I would always say, stem for something or fall for nothing. The story continues. God bless. Be blessed. And we hope you'll join us again tomorrow night. Thank you. Good night.